Avast me distressed and grieving parties and welcome to another melancholic and miserable episode of Dirge for Men Who Roll No Crits. This is your undertaker here, Patrick, a.k.a. the GM round this graveyard and joining me in bringing up the dead are four bereaved and bemoaning players a.k.a. Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and he who shall not be named out of respect for those still living. I'm less bereaved and more of a dancing pallbearer. <laughs> this like does a, all like this a does, May meme. <laughs> all this does uh, is remind me of my favorite WWE wrestler of all time, The Undertaker. I was gonna say Eddie Guerrero. He's top five for me for sure. Eddie Eddie Guerrero was excellent. Tyler, 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 you're you're no stranger to my cheat steal character deaths in in tabletop role playing games in Pathfinder, right? No, this will have been the third character you killed of mine. Ooh, yeah, you might have died at some yes. point. We we had a playthrough of the first one edition. In final, one in Final Fantasy, one in oh Iron yeah, Fantasy, yeah, yeah, and this one. Uh, yeah, Iron Fang Invasion. We played through the first edition of that, which took three years. <laughs> no shame, but it, that's no how shame. long it took. And you, yeah, you had some run-ins in that campaign. There were um, many problems that we had. <laughs> Rebecca, you were mentioning last week after we stopped recording, maybe that your only real experience with character death was in our Final Fantasy homebrew uh, campaign that Tyler's mentioning here. Yeah, we have had some close calls on Cosmic Crit, but no actual deaths. So, yeah. I'm glad that two out of two characters, or two out of two Rebecca's experiences with character deaths were both mine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I dominate the world of death on this podcast. I, uh, I've never actually had a character die, I don't think. Although I did have a character um, get turned to stone and then mm. nobody in the party had access to stone <laughs> to flesh and so they just sort of carted me off and put me in the in the town square <laughs> uh, bring him back one day yeah but as gm uh Jabert and seth you've you've had player deaths and you know yeah. had you know to deal with that as a as a game master you know, what, I mean, I, what I, to think, do. I think I think that situation was a little different. Yeah, well, it was kind of a storytelling experience, right? Yeah. Certainly mm-hmm. had characters die that I didn't expect to, and I was like, oh, uh-oh. I had a whole thing written for that. We we were like, <laughs> what, five hit points away multiple times with Bum Puzzle Season 2 oh, of Cosmic oh, yeah. Grit. Ooh, boy. Oh, that yeah. operative liked to take some <laughs> That water elemental and oh, put yeah. one. Well, that very near, nearly killed me. Yeah, no, two two crits from anyone in most any game is going to be like, well, I guess it's time to lay down for a while. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about our experiences with death in games before we start this week's episode. Let our listeners know that, you know, it's a serious subject and it's something that happens in these games. And we're kind of joking around it, but it can be fairly serious. I want to confirm with all of you, including Tyler, that I have had no direct conversations with anyone about this week's episode beforehand. Is that is that true? Yeah. 
Oh, wait, you're talking about the private message you sent to me with Discord, which was just a bunch of, like, laughing skull, emoticons? Skull emojis. Was, uh, not a conversation? <laughs> I believe it said, lol, 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 yeah, Well, part much. of the, the magic of sitting down to play Pathfinder, in my mind, is sometimes you just have to wait a week to find out what happens, and that goes for players and for our listeners and they've had to wait an excruciating week i'm sure between last week and, and this one if they're up to date uh what, if, if they're excruciating this. because they want to they can't wait to confirm that i'm dead or excruciating because they don't want me to die no, i think no, the camp no. is half and half no cassius <laughs> is a fan favorite don't lie i mean you I know, know that everyone we'll is very 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 sad <laughs> i don't think there's anyone who's happy about this honto Hauntos. Well, maybe Hauntos. Before. I'm in the wings. I'm ready to I'm be teasing. number one in the party. <laughs> I'm teasing. This is all, all this humor is just deflection to my real feelings, which is intense sadness and anger. I have made many characters that I, you know, I made them. And at the very start, I was like, well, I haven't written as much for this character, or I simply haven't invested as much emotion into this character. If they die, that's unfortunate, but such as the game i one of the reasons i do like this game is that in in many games that we play there is no like you lose you just play until you win you reload your save and you play again mm. pathfinder is a unique name game because the character that you make can lose and it feels like a loss and it it sucks there's just no way around that and having and then i think dividing that even further sometimes when you lose some characters, it sucks even harder. And I'm not going to lie, boy, this one has extra cream cheese on it in terms of suckitude. Because, I, you know, this would be like if a Dross died. For listeners, it's that equivalent. I really liked this character. I spent a lot of time I'm, digging I'm writing into a note them. here. A Dross dies. <laughs> and so... I say that will affect a lot of listeners, hey? This was one of those characters where, you know, in my heart, I was like, well, if they go out, I want to make sure it is a big, a nice big bang, you know, a big, a big cinematic moment. A getting killed by some, getting killed by some vines, not great. Because we did, because we decided not to take a nap. Yeah, after the only person, after after being the only person who got hit by burning hands. <laughs> so yeah this isn't the most glorious way to have a character go out but you know you learn okay well we were a little impatient we need to take care of our hit points a little better critical hits in pathfinder 2 more punishing than starfinder you need to pay attention so you learn from these things i'm sad but you know i'm gonna be excited for the next character i get to make so it'll it'll all pump the brakes there tyler we gotta get to this and before we start this week's episode just a rule about a, a ruling i would i'd like to say about pathfinder second edition in general as gm i will have final authority over rules calls their implementation obviously for most things i will listen to like the pathfinder community at large and what we call rules as uh, written and rules as intended uh, you know what the designers of the game kind of like have in mind but typically we don't have access to any of those things when we're playing so decisions will be made 
and I, I can also overturn decisions. So final authority means that, uh, which also means I get to take the blame and the credit when <laughs> rules implementations come into play. And with that said, I, I, maybe I should put that disclaimer in front of every episode. With that said, let's dive back into the murky waters of this Pathfinder second edition playthrough of Skull and Shackles, book one. This week's episode does not start at the twilight battle of Bone Rack Isles Cliffside Fort rather in the dead of night aboard a, a creaky and listing sailing ship. And here we see a close-up of a set of closed eyes, those of the charismatic, the enigmatic captain, the driftwood pirate himself, Cassius Vell. Tyler, we, we pull in, we see your character lying on the stern castle of a massive ship. And as you slowly open your eyes, you see a vast array of stars a purple and green nebula of stellar gas floating between them above you, filling your field of vision. Make me a lore sailing skill check. Okay. I have rolled an 11 for a 16. Yeah, it does not make a lot of sense here. You have no idea where you are in relation to these stars overhead, these constellations. Not even the the wandering stars make sense. You know, they're different shapes, different colors. Constellations definitely seem a little foreign to you. As you're trying to figure this out, there is a voice in your ear, kind of brings you to attention, makes you sit up here on the deck. At once, both sweet and commanding, familiar and strangely alien. It says, You best be forgetting about sleeping this one off Driftwood. There ain't no way we'll be set in sail just yet. We have to wait for favorable solar winds to carry us, for without them, we're not to reach our goal, unimpeded mind. As you're getting your bearings looking up, you see a colossal ship's wheel about 10 feet in diameter here, part of a helm that has countless pulleys and counterweights attached to it. And before this huge wheel is a, a female pirate who carries a scabbard made of gold and a patchwork chain mail of purple mithril that seems to shine uh, so brightly in the starlight here. You have trouble seeing past its glare. Indeed, the form of this figure is very blurry as if a magical incantation has kind of blurred its edges. But what you can make out is a, a long flowing mane of red hair that is not just some ruddy paint job, but as you're eyes adjust, you can see that it's made of fine threads, uh, strands of, of fire that glows like burning coals. She just turns slightly. You can see her flesh is a translucent, crystal clear water that radiates a, a blue aura. But as you squint, you can make out more human features. They seem to kind of shimmer and ripple like a crashing wave. Tyler Cassius 100% certain that you are in the godly presence of Besmara, captain of the Sea Wraith, goddess of all piratedom and the Sea Banshee herself, aka Sailor's Doom, aka the Black Lady. What's what's Cassius's first thing he says here? I think once he realizes that he would kind of uh try to 
snap to his feet a little bit and take off his hat and just kind of say, forgive me, milady. i not sure how I came to be resting so, but uh, what's our, what be the heading, what be the course? She kind of like nods over the side of the ship. And as you look over there, you see there is not an ocean beneath you, but what looks like a, a shimmering river of starlight and several other large masts sticking out the bottom of the ship whose taut sails seem to catch and reflect the light. So it is like a, a triangle of of sails, of masts sticking out of the, the vessel. I've uh, never seen something so so beautiful. It's it's unreal. Aye, that it is. Perhaps you'll never see these waters again, Captain. That would be a shame, but a brilliant memory it would be. If in you were to pass from this world today, and I were to let Phrasma get her crack at ye, what would be said about ye uh, from those still living? Cassius would kind of look down at the deck and kind of maybe a little bit of a loss for words there for a moment, but he would say, I like to think that my allies would think good of me, think of me as a one who brought some measure of joy, but I know a lot of words that grace my name talk of me as nothing but a failure. I wanted to change that. And I, I really felt like I was finally heading on the right course there at the end. The Driftwood Pirate is a poor moniker. Would your crews remember you when you were gone? Would they throw drink and coin into the sea where ye bones lay? I think not, and you know not. I'm afraid that be true. I say it here. For once and all, your tale be not finished yet, but not for any reasons you'd be understanding. There's still one you must save before your time is through, and it will be through before you think. But before hers is, she will repay the debt and save you in time, you savvy sailor. I'm grateful for any more time I can have, and... I'll be ready when it when it do come again. She kind of spins the wheel here and turns so you can see basically that her profile and the clothing she's wearing turns from this armor into what looks like a long red dress, crimson uh, dress stained with blood. And she's wearing these now mismatched pieces of armor that seem to be taken from hundreds of ship's captains, thousands of dead sailors all at once on her person. But underneath that armor, the humanoid figure that you see is one you recognize. Her skin seems to solidify to a milky white, that of the the face, the, the visage of Sandara Quinn, who says to you, time to return to the land of the land lovers, Vel, and remember who sent ye. She gives like an indifferent gesture in your direction. The stars swirl with her arms as she makes it. And then the world around you just begins to fall away. And you feel yourself floating back down into your, your body. You can feel the pressure of your throat nearly crushed 
lying dead on the jungle floor of the bone rack aisle. But at the top of this episode, I talked a bit about GM Fiat, how my rule is law here. And I am going to be the end all of rulings here on the show. But towards that end, I have said I was going to introduce hero points into our campaign at level three, but I probably should have done so after the reef claw fight, like immediately. <laughs> because I said, welcome to level three, everyone. <laughs> because well, I'm, in general, second edition is somehow ten times deadlier than first edition, which I didn't think was possible because it's so easy to die in first edition. But almost all the campaigns that I've played in first edition, we have had hero points, which are were an optional rule. Here, they're like part of the core mechanics. So it's kind of a little sus of me, let's say, for, for <laughs> holding those back. Mainly because I didn't want you guys, hilariously enough, to waste them and then like not have them you know, in a situation like this. But I'm retroactively enacting the hero points rules for the previous episode. And each episode of the show from here on out, um, just to go over these rules real quick, you guys will each receive a single hero point. And as your daring do and heroic actions are performed on the podcast, you can potentially earn more per episode. But hero points do not carry over into the following episodes. So if you, you gain one and you don't use it, you lose it. Any extras are erased uh, when I call the episode done. Okay. So we automatically get one at the start of each episode or we have to earn it? You automatically get one. Okay. But then can well, earn more. Potentially, yeah. Okay. One hero point can be used to re-roll any check, say for example, just pulling this out of the top of my head, a recovery check. And you can also spend all of your hero points, all of them that you have, to automatically recover from a fight. That means you get rid of the the dying condition, you go to zero, you become unconscious. Why am I being so benevolent right now? Obviously, Tyre, you thought you were like dead dead. <laughs> Because uh, I, I haven't talked to you between last week and this week about the game. Yeah, game. yeah. And you I, haven't uh, talked to me about doing character art, so. <laughs> a new <laughs> character art. Well, that was the other thing. I was like, it's just going to be a three-person podcast for a while. <laughs> There's like a, de a desert much. island. Well, that's I, I, one of the reasons. Because, first off, I failed to mention exactly, because we are in 3D space here, that these vine chokers are not on the same plane as you. They are hanging down from the treetops from above you all. Like they could be right on top of your characters, which means just like a flick of a wrist, a single ounce of variance in his magic and uh, Candoso, you didn't have to hit Tyler at all with burning hands. Uh, so I probably could have negated seven points of damage. I'm not doing that. We're gonna let that ride, but secondly, this combat is still going on. We're about to jump back into it. And even if you stabilize here, it is extremely possible this entire party still bites the dust and this turns into a TPK. As I reminded you, I GM this part of the Pathfinder First Edition version of Skull and Shackles, and it almost wiped out literally five players <laughs> in similar dire, dire straits here. So it is very possible that what 20 minutes of <laughs> episode intro will mean nothing. So, giving you a chance here, uh, Tyler Cassius opens his eyes barely, 
you are still dying, still struggling to breathe after that first critical hit from the vine choker, nearly crush your windpipe. You see your friends hurting in need of another ally. But last week, you're not going to have a single hero point for not sending Alaris in your place last week, putting your your trick coin away foolheartedly, jumping in front of Candoso's burning flames. Uh, You're going to have a second hero point. So I'm going to allow you, if you want, to first re-roll your initial recovery check. Okay. And if you happen to ace it with a critical success, which I'm pretty sure you will need to roll natural 20 for that, you actually uh, have the potential to get back into the fight. It's a very low <laughs> possibility. It's a but... low, it's a one in 20. It's a one in 20. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm going to use one of my generous hero points. Well, that was, yeah, these are from last week. And I will see if I can't uh, get that recovery. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> I rolled a 19. I was so 19, close. 19's not going to do it because it is a uh, a flat check, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. no bonuses here or anything like that. But. No, just, just DC's going up. And the only way to get just it figures. above... Yeah. Because uh, it would have been a 12, DC 12. You'd have to get a natural point. Uh, yeah, I gave you a chance. You can use the other one from last week to stabilize at negative two or, or dying two. Yeah. That also means as we start this combat, uh, we're going back to the top of the turn order and Candoso's turn. And Candoso, you can tell that Cassius is still alive, still potentially up. But so too are these two vine chokers. Let's get back into it. And you got some hard decisions here, Jabur. I, I hate putting you on the spot, but what would you like to do first? So is he stable or is he just alive? Stable. Okay. I'm going to take a step, get into flanking with my friend Laris. I don't know. I don't remember where she is in the turn order because we don't actually have the turn order up here. Can you not see it? I'm sorry. Can, it, can anyone else see it? I can I, see it, and I can only see myself. And yeah, I can animals. only see Kendoso and the and the vine creatures. I can't see the rest of us. Weird. Okay. Well, uh, I, I will say, Kendoso, you're at the top of the turn order. Then the vine chokers. Uh, then it goes Alaris, Hanto, and Cassie. All right. I'm producing flame. I'm going to blast this guy right in the back. 17 versus its flat-footed. That is going to be a hit. All right. Minimum damage, of course, obviously, because mm-hmm. everything is bad. Uh, five points of damage. Oh, it had a single hit point left. Oh, thank good God. So oh gosh. I'm very happy. I was like, I was like, oh, man, I really hope he doesn't like try and heal Tyler or something. They're about to get a turn. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. Jabert's an um, overachiever. Only had one, but he did five. That's what we'd like to see. <laughs> All right. Oh, very good that also very good that you went to that flank position because that was almost a mess too. <laughs> uh, all right 
Uh, we are on to this last Vine Choker's turn. It's already Wait, wait, hold on. I have a question. Jabert, do you have some kind of chain heal ability or anything like Not that? Not even close. Nothing oh, like that. Oh, that'd be really Absolutely great. Nothing. Oh, would I, you I just want to remind everyone. Three. If I was level three, I might be able to do something like <laughs> I that. I just want to remind everyone that Alaris is, is pretty close to death as well. So let's oh, just say so so <laughs> How's Hanto doing? For no reason, I ask. Oh, he's, he's mostly fine, actually. All right, good, because this last vine choker is going to try try and wrap its vines around you from above. Just a reminder, it is up above its melee, melee arms. Okay, first attack is a natural two. I've got to try again. I've got to try again with this second attack. Oh, boy. This isn't only at a plus six. Oh, but a 19 on the dice is a hit. Thank goodness. Uh, you are grappled again if... Wait, is your concealment still up? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that ended. It's just a single turn, right? It's just okay. one turn. All right, let me roll some damage. You are grappled by this last vine choker. Cool. Maximum damage. Nine points of bludgeoning damage. Ow. But you're still, you're still fine. Yeah. Uh, you are suffocating. You can't speak as you're being strangled. Don't imagine you need that to throw elbows, but before we get to you, Alaris, you are next in the turn order. All right, can I sneak around to the other side? And stand, you don't, you don't want to flank with Honto? Can I stand on Cassius's body? I will allow it. <laughs> okay. You are unconscious ah, on the sorry, ground Sorry, Cassius. <laughs> <laughs> so since You're I'm just, sneaking, like, can I use sneak attack then? So uh, as we've determined from the rules, it is is possible you will need to make a a check against -check. its. I, um, I mean, I thought you got sneak attack if you're flanking. Oh yeah, if you're flanking, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, you're it's gonna get your sneak attack damage. It's flat-footed when it's flanked. Oh, okay, great. A question, is it flat-footed if it is grappling someone? No, no, grapple no. is a little bit different in, uh, okay. in second edition. Um, just curious. That's a good question, though. Okay, cool. Well, since it is flat-footed, I guess I will just move, no sneaking required, and use my curved blade. That is a 17 to attack. That is a hit. Oh, good. That does 12 slashing damage. Wow. And on top oh. of that, wait, no, that would have been. That's max damage. Yeah, 1d6 precision damage on top of that for sneak attack, right? Mm hmm. So that's an additional two. Oh, I was worried there for a second. It's massively bloodied from, oh, from that good. slash. Oh, You're good. cutting these vines that are wrapped around Honto's neck. Honto, we are back to you. Well, wait, I get one more attack, oh, don't I? Oh, I forgot, yes. Yeah. All right, so on the backswing. I forget how second edition works every week. Backswing, yes, with your, your large well, curve blade. That was only a 12. Okay, good. I, I, I presage the future. That was going to be a miss. <laughs> uh, Honto, Seth. Well, uh, Honto does not need to speak to speak the language of violence. <laughs> As he throws Ds, let's see here. It'd be a 22 on the first attack. Oh, that's a hit. Uh, hold on. And this uh, second part of this this uh, <laughs> flurry of blows is uh, 17 on the second attack. Two hits, and you 
tear this thing literally in half. Yes. Oh, oh my guys. goodness. Where were these rolls last week? <laughs> right? Not, not They were on my side of the table. Yeah, they were. They really yeah. were. We took your rolls back, Patrick. Yeah, but believe it or not, we are out of combat. Can we tell if this is a safe place to take a rest? <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a great question. Can you tell? Uh, what? Uh, first of all, does anybody want to see to uh, our friend Cassius here, who's gone off on on voyages I, through I the uh, the ether? I think absolutely. I well, I mean, yeah, I think uh, so. I don't think the characters were aware. Like, you know, it's it's one of those situations where, like, to the character, it just looks like he took a hit. It, uh, we aren't, we're, we're not aware that his hit points went to zero. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it, it collapsed, so yeah. Yeah, yeah you are aware, aware that I just went unconscious and collapsed on the ground without moving or seemingly breathing. We, yeah, but I agree that we don't necessarily rattle. know the gravity of the situation. We just saw him fall to the floor, right? It's like, been maybe six or 12 seconds. Like, yeah. so. But, I mean, he's not moving, and it does look... I mean, there's just nothing but bruises around Cassie's. So, oh, so yeah, what, what can we do to help him? Kendoso can use some magics, right? Magics? Or no, you can, he can use some medicine? <laughs> we are all out of magics, guys. Uh -oh. Oh, Psych psychically, you hear, there's a potion in yeah. my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could also just treat wounds. And so, yeah, there um, is also that. Yeah, so I'm going to do that. Hello, magic. No magic today. <laughs> Uh, Alaris, do you, do you want to leaves and sticks? Do you want to continue investigating this this fort, or do you want to pull back somewhere to to do this healing? I feel like we should pull back a bit to a place that we know doesn't have vine creatures above us. Say the the save point that Mirror Universe Deadman Roll No Crits cast uh, took when they healed outside of the fort before going in. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do y'all agree that we should take it back a bit? Yeah, that, that sounds yes. good. Yeah, we can yeah, step yeah. out. Yeah. All right. It's it's getting on towards seven o'clock after the the first rolls of um, of medicine when you're treating him. You guys can start setting up a small camp outside on the the hillside overlooking the the darkening bone rack aisle here. What would you roll, uh, Jabert, on your your check? Uh, I got a twenty-two on that check. So, okay. um, and I'm gonna go ahead and spend an entire hour working on him to try to double 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 that, double, that, double I, trouble toiling bubbles or whatever. Tyler Cassius is back, sputtering to life after uh, feeling like you were falling away from this mortal coil. What's Cassius say when he he gets back? As Cassius comes back to consciousness he kind of probably first is startled because he doesn't know where necessarily he is or where he was left off once realizing that he's surrounded by friends I think he would look up at Candoso and I imagine he's kind of talking with a very hoarse voice because he was being choked and his throat is probably very messed up so mm -hmm. something like I thank you. And then he looks over at Alaris and goes, You owe me. And then he looks over at Honto and goes, Good job. I have much I need to tell you all. 
but I'm going to rest first. And then I will tell you in the morning. Ow, everything hurts. So bad. And then I think he would just try to <laughs> fall back asleep. Yeah, I just, I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll uh, maybe uh, crush up a few more leaves and sort of place them sort of underneath your tongue that'll help you sleep. Um, I think uh, after that, Hanto will look at the others and say, I don't know why you're worried. He seems fine. Um, I, I point to the enormous, the enormous, uh, like, dent in his head. <laughs> I say, he ain't fine. Well, I mean, he, at least he he's behaving normally. Uh, I mean, true, his his voice seems the same as it always has been, and uh, <laughs> he seems to have the same level of coherence that he's always had. I mean, that's all true, but we should... A, a head wound like that can be very serious. We should watch to make sure he maintains... He's... Uh, He's one more shot to the head away from ordering herbal supplements online. So be careful. Oh, geez. Okay. It's not good. I think Alaris feels really bad and might say a prayer to Desna on Cassius's uh, behalf, praying for better luck next time. <laughs> While also uh, treating her wounds. Can I do that? Can I do something to administer first aid to myself? Because I'm way down on hit points. I don't know if you can do it for yourself. It has to be on well, first aid has to be on someone else. Mhm. You can target yourself with treat wounds though. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So is that medicine? It is. It's a DC 15 check if you want to spend the entire hour, you would gain more back if you succeed. Okay. So, and we have multiple hours here if you want to set up a couple of shifts of uh, sleeping. Uh, so that's a 16 on the medicine check. So and if I spend success, an hour... A success with an hour means 4d8 hit points back. Oof. You need it. Yeah, go go ahead and roll. So 21. Yes. Pretty good. How many hit points does Alaris have in total? 26. So I'm back to 25 of 26. Hey. You're, if you go to sleep for eight hours, you'll also get your level times your con back. Oh, so I'm back up to full if we sleep for that long. Yeah. So are we oh, sleeping well. the full night? Yes. Well, <laughs> I think we're going to attempt to sleep the full night. Whether Patrick allows us to do so, <laughs> that's a different story. Right. Yeah. I think uh, seeing the state that his comrades are in, Hanto would opt to take the first watch so that they can concentrate on healing since he's not doing as badly. By the way, before we go to bed, I'm just going to take uh, 10 minutes to try to tend to my own wounds real quick. Not no. an hour? Not, no, not an hour. Okay. Ooh, um, natural one. Yeah. Nope. The poses, the, the pulses, they're not working. <laughs> it's not working like it used to. I definitely think we should try to make sure we, if we're not all better by the morning, just take as much time as we need to make sure we're all topped off. Candosa ran out of the good mud, unfortunately. Yeah. Let's go back and get some good mud. Yeah, Will you get all of your spells rest. back if we sleep too? Uh, yeah, if we if we get through the night, then yes. Okay. Right, so you guys are, are resting up. Do you want to do a couple of shifts? 50-50 it up? That sounds good. So Hanto, first shift, who else is going to join him? I'll take the first shift with him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fairly quiet up here. Is there anything you guys want to discuss? You might have like a, a small fire between the sleeping forms of a, a Cassius and a Valeris. 
but not much in the way of sounds coming from the trees up here on the, the hillside. I think uh, as they're keeping watch, I think Hanta will take this opportunity to try to treat his wounds um, mm-hmm. as well. Failing to do so, getting a 13, <laughs> just kind of uh, picking at some wounds and just kind of hissing, I guess. <laughs> but uh, he would look over at uh, Kandoso at some point and say, what are we doing? How do you mean? We were watching. I understand that, but what are we doing? When I met you, we were at a port on the mainland, and now we're on an island in the middle of the ocean trying to find water for our captors. What are we doing? That's a fair question. I, uh, this was not part of the plan. I, I'll grant you that. This was supposed to be a short trip to Port Peril, pick up a few ingredients, back into the woods. This is, uh, did not plan on this particular trip, but the eye works in mysterious ways, and we follow the path that it leads. The eye? Why, yes. The eye of Abendego. In these parts, it controls all things, so they say. I've heard that name before. You speak of the great storm that rages. Yes. And it turns for all. Trust that it will turn for Master Plug and uh, that Scourge fellow. Hmm. It turns for all. What can we do to make that happen? Uh, Yes, the bark that rides the waves has agency in this, does it not? Perhaps a push. Is that what you have in mind? I was thinking like more of a fist, but Ah, an elbow or a strong strong push. (laughs) A a swift knee to the the jawline. (laughs) Something like a, a shining wizard. Or a shooting star press, or... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) I'm going to pretend like I'm going to give him a hug, and then, boom, supra. (laughs) Suplex. The the head come... Yeah. (laughs) Well, yes, that's... um, These are dangerous words on a ship, but as you've noted, we're not on a ship. I think perhaps it would be wise to make sure we have our... uh, our friends on board. These two seem reliable enough, but the others uh, might be uh, a little intimidated by Scourge and Plug. He'll actually like look down at uh, Cassius and kind of uh, in a lower tone say this one seems to be proud to be a pirate. Are you sure that we can trust him? No. Well, hmm. he's taken a number of blows for us today. Quite frankly, that is... uh, More than I would expect from a pirate. But uh, I think he deserves a chance to prove himself worthy of our company. I'll grant there could be multiple layers to a person. Mm. We'll wait and see. Seth, are you saying that people are kind of like onions? Oh, no. Oh, Patrick, don't do this to me. (laughs) Somebody once told me. See, I was, I was, I was gonna say something in relation to like dimensionality, but I'm like, that's not something this character would say. <laughs> so <laughs> nope. <was> like, <laughs> you know, you know what analogy farmer Honto might have from the sodden land? There are multiple <laughs> dimensions to. <laughs> People uh, have layers like onions, like scallions. <laughs> well, was I it, mean, yeah. Uh, did you guys prepare that beforehand? Did you know you're gonna be on watch together? Nope. 
Well, try and top that, Alaris and Cassius, on your watch. <laughs> it's about Alaris, 3 a.m. when I you, can uh... juggle. Look, I can juggle. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> can you make fart noises with your armpit? <laughs> um, I think Alaris would wait until Candoso and Hanto were were well asleep, and that she knew that for turning to Cassius, perhaps a little timidly. Let's kill I think she's take feeling stuff. very guilty. <laughs> I think she's feeling very guilty about um, what happened in that last fight, especially since Cassius, you know, blamed it all on her at the end there. And uh, I think she would eventually uh, turn to him after probably a long bit of silence to say, Cassius, when I saw you go down, I, I, I don't mean to sound all mushy and stuff, but I flashed back to finding out about how my uncle had died when he was on one of his pirating adventures and it just didn't, it didn't seem possible that he could have died and it didn't seem possible that you could have either. Let me show you something. And he kind of scooches over to you and he pulls out a coin. You remember how I wanted to bet on this coin? And then he, uh, he takes it and he, and he goes, call aside and he flicks it in the air. Heads. He definitely catches it, spins it around, and he shows it to you, and it's heads. And he picks it up, and he flicks it, and he looks at you again while it's in the air. Heads again. He catches it, it's heads again. He goes, the trick is lasses. This ain't a real coin. It's something of a gambler's trick, to be honest. And I had never no intention of going into that place myself. Whichever side I want the coin to come up, that's what side it comes up. Now, the interesting thing is, I ask myself, and I've been thinking, why did I then ignore my instincts and go in anyway? The truth is, when I was at the mercy of death itself, I discovered something. Or rather, I believe Besmara discovered something in me. I think I've never been... One to believe in fate, but I think I was meant to go in there and I was meant to have this interaction, this experience with Besmara that I did. All that to say, perhaps whatever has happened to your uncle, there'll be a reason. And there'll be a lot of mysteries that grace the oceans. Your uncles may just be one of them and... Well, maybe we find the truth on one of our voyages. As Cassius is talking, no reason. Just go ahead and roll a, a d20 for me. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it already. Oh, I rolled a two. I like it less. You start to feel uh, extremely ill in the, the middle of the night, say around 5 a.m. You like puke your guts out, and in that is a brackish material as well as a little bit of blood in your your cough here you take six points of damage yeah you are feeling feeling not well feeling sick is this like while he's talking to alaris i hope hope it was after i was yeah as as you wrap up yeah you like stagger off maybe to have a a wee in the woods but uh you start hacking up a (laughs) I was going to say, does Alaris need to do a fortitude save to not throw up herself? (laughs) He comes stumbling back. Social distance keeps six feet apart. (laughs) 
I always throw up when I wee. Everybody knows that. <laughs> what, you don't? Tradition. It's a pirate tradition to puke where you pee. <laughs> That's concerning, I think, as Cassius sits back down, probably feeling extremely bad. He makes a note to... I don't know, maybe he even looks up at Hilarious. He goes, I don't suppose you have any medical knowledge of illness or sickness. You want me to inspect your puke? I don't know about my puke last, but <laughs> something ain't right. Besides the near-death experience, I'm having a, a rather a plethora of unpleasantries happening to me at the moment. Alaris, you can indeed make a medicine check to recall knowledge about diseases, injuries, poisons, and if you want to take a look at his Oh, puke, thank God! It's a natural you, 20 on that medicine you check. You want to take a look at his vomit, maybe some of his wounds. You see where one of these ghouls uh, swiped at Cassius. It, it looks a little infected and indeed the the same kind of... It's like his body expelling it from the, the inside. His, his vomit is lined with this kind of necrotic looking ichor. Uh, oh, natural no. 20 on the medicine you are pretty sure he has contracted ghoul fever boy that would have been fun if <laughs> Cassius said died Unbelievable. I knew it Cassius isn't alive he's just a ghoul now <laughs> you're asleep you know nothing <laughs> I mean honk shoo honk shoo well I mean seriously I, I would think Alaris would, would ask Cassius do you do you want to tell the others I hunger for brains. No, I don't think I'd be wanted to tell the others. All right, we'll keep it our own little secret, but... With a natural 20 on this, you know that it can... It, it can move very quickly. It can also be a lingering disease that, you know, people convalesce for months and sometimes get better, sometimes they die, and back in Magnamar, knights would be on standby in these these wings because if someone dies they will come back as a denizen of the dark a ghoul and try and infect and hurt others so they have someone with a sword ready to so is it contagious while he's alive it is passed through wounds it is not contagious if you you know touch him and things like that if you were to be wounded by a Cassius, maybe, but for right now, you're pretty sure he's early on in the stages. It can, I will I will warn you guys right now, it can kill someone within a week if you yeah. roll poorly. Is there I mean, any Cassius. cure? Like all diseases, you can save against it. If you want to administer, no, if you, if you want to treat disease, that is another medicine trained action. It involves eight hours of care for the diseased creature. So this is like him lying down and, and someone else treating him for, for some time. You can help with these saving throws. Right now in the middle of the jungle, I'm going to say that is probably not possible with your guesses. The amount of time you have left here. I think Cassius would look at Alaris and say, joking aside, I... I think we do need to be telling the others because based on my, well, desire to puke out me guts, I don't think I could hide this for very long nor make enough excuses to make it make sense. And Condoso would probably suss out the truth pretty fast. And he does have 
magical capabilities that could actually be relevant here. That's true, and if I've learned one thing on the sea, it's keep as many friends as you can, because we don't have very many. Our list of allies is extremely short at the moment, I agree. Night passes without you guys getting attacked by any monsters that I could have thought up and <laughs> thrown at you. Uh, is everyone, maybe besides Cassius, at full hit points? Oh, nowhere close. Yeah, okay. Close. So you can spend. Both of us failed to failed to treat yeah. wounds. So yeah, we haven't we haven't healed. Can I all. help? I think I'll roll nature for myself. And you Hunter, are you saying you're down or? I am. Yeah, but you already used your natural twenty on medicine, <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca. So. And uh, well. Look what that. Look there's at another that. one. Yeah. How about yeah, that? There's, there's what? Yeah. How about that? Everybody's getting everybody's said, getting plenty said, of healing here. Was this? Uh, I missed. It. I'm sorry. This natural twenty was for treat wounds. Yes. Your bird on himself. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's eight d eight hit points back. Yes. Right. I can't imagine that's not going to put him to max. Well, and now here's the natural <laughs> twenty for Hanto. I. Dang Tyler, it. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on i'm not that unlucky i swear to you tyler i will kill you myself eight ones eight ones <laughs> is it possible i don't Can know mathematically <laughs> no it's oh there's so many eights look at that <laughs> you're extremely well yeah, um yeah fine. so i mean you you guys can roll for honto while you were up in the I, middle of the night so you have like seven more chances to 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 rest and and do this Make make me some more rolls. Wait, me you can too, interrupt or... your rest. What? You can interrupt your rest to, to keep. No, you, while you were keeping watch, um, for these oh. other two. Oh, okay. Then, well, I'll do another one. Then. Bandaging wounds. Why not? Hey, there we go. There's a success of so 48 back. Let's do that. Ooh, hey, I'm back to full. Too. All right, all right. That's what I figured. I mean, it's not guaranteed at low levels you're gonna hit. DC 15, so it is important. Yeah, that no we, kidding. <laughs> that we roll. Um, Cassius would like one more. Yeah. Uh, while, while can I roll it for him while while we're on watch? Go right ahead. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So 22 on that? This will be important to know. That is 48. Tyler, do you want to? Or, uh, Rebecca, Rebecca or Tyler? She's, you know, Rebecca always. She's always better at dice than me on average. 21 back. Okay. okay. I'm back up to full as well. well that was post-puke, so... I should mention, post-puke, you only get 10 hit points back from that. Ooh. <sighs> Part of Ghoul Fever, stage two, regain half as many hit points from all healing. Oh, no. ruh row. Okay, so I'm still down. Do, is there some shades of... Uh, <laughs> Debacho, Tyler, yeah, were, were you happy that you were the one that? Uh... Yeah. Can we try one more during watch, or have we used up our watch? Yeah, rolls? no. You've, you've got hours. Rebecca, can you try one more time, please? It's a fifteen. That's exactly which I think works. Yep. Forty-eight. I need very little, so I think we'll be good. It's here. Another Whatever. ten for half. Okay. Now I'm back up. I just realized I hadn't read the second half of this uh, skill feat. Uh, if you're in the wilderness, you might have access to easier access to fresh ingredients, giving you a plus two circumstance bonus to Ooh. check. Oh, this oh. is the wilderness. Yeah, this so, counts. Uh, so Candoso technically rolled a thirty then. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a crit, crit success. No, <laughs> uh, that will 
that will definitely help out in the future i'm certain uh by the time you guys your two watches get eight hours of rest each uh it's about 10 a.m um the following morning so you can in that time as well scavenge a little bit we'll forego the survival checks but you know grab some coconuts grab some delicious delicious boar meat that you've <laughs> you've oh, carved yeah. <laughs> and uh make a, a quick breakfast we still have those crabs i caught yesterday <laughs> oh my goodness i forgot about the crabs the crabs crabs uh right so but it has been over 24 hours since the start of your adventure thus far and we have 48 hours on the island that was the uh the time frame that plug gave you to get back to the man's promise yeah okay i mean i think as we're maybe headed back to the fort that we were originally going to investigate cassius would just talk he would recount that you know while he was unconscious he saw besmara and she told him that his his purpose is to essentially go back and um from, from you know and that she was she spoke very beautifully but also in a very kind of prophetic way of not being clear uh but that it seemed as he came back to he saw Sendara quinn and that essentially he would finish it all off with i believe that i came back because i need to we need to find Sendara. i need to save her somehow or rescue her for something that once i do perhaps my time will then truly be over on this plane or perhaps that will lead to a new adventure but that is clear to me now that what i need to do more than anything is find sandara quinn and figure out what everything that i saw means and on a brighter note i have ghoul fever so just thought you should all know that as well <laughs> i look over at hanto and i like sort of tap on my head where uh where Cassius's massive head wound is, and I yeah, go, Honto, Honto just keeps just nods at that kind of Not all there. <laughs> it's all you see. These can be very serious head I wounds. See. I see exactly what you're yes, talking. Yes, don't about. worry. We'll find. We will find Sandara. I'm sure. We won't. We won't. We're not gonna find her. This is a deserted island. She's she she drowned for sure. Yes, of course, of course, Cassius. Yes. You saw you saw the goddess Besmara, of course. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I was gonna make a I was gonna make a a, a joke when when this first happened. I was just like, hey, there's only there's only room enough for one prophetic narrative. Cassius, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and maybe Cassius would be kind of holding. You know, he 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 attached Sandara's. I think it was the ring or pendant ring. Her, her necklace of her necklace yeah, yeah of the tiny ship's wheel yeah and i think he would be kind of absentmindedly you know running that through his fingers or, or just rubbing on rubbing it between his index finger and thumb and as he was stream of conscious trying to talk through what he's gone through in the last 12 hours what even in those 12 cool? seconds that you were on the ground yeah. <laughs> well but yeah and then resting and then learning he's got a little fever and throwing up in the woods yeah uh, about that ghoul fever i had never heard of boogie fever because it'd be nothing like that it's much worse so don't think about that so did wasn't that last night a boogie night 
<laughs> oh boy. Are are you guys planning to head back into the fort here at uh, uh, mid morning? Yeah, at, second at the very least, we want to look at the water. Didn't we hear water up here? We not only heard it, we found it. Yeah, we found, yeah, we found it, right? Yeah, but we haven't harvested it. Spring. It was no. pretty dark then, but yeah, if you guys want to head back in, you see the rotting corpses of these vine chokers lying on the ground where you, you left them last night. And as you travel around the inside, around the lodge, circling the building, you see its front door is ajar. And to the side of the lodge is indeed a freshwater spring and uh, it, it like trickles off into like a s small crick from here but it looks like probably the reason why this little fortress was built at the the top of this hill is maybe one of the few locations on this island without mesquite filled water hmm. so how Just how we like how would we get something like this like enough water back I was oh, about it, to ask the same question. You would probably want to find that other team of, of pirates led by Rosie Cuswell. Mm. Uh, head back towards the ship, get barrels, and bring them all the way back up here and fill them up and roll them down the, the hillside. All right. Now, how long do you think do we think that would take? I mean, in operation, I would say uh, minimum four hours. You, you can also, you know, that's if you get these other folks to help you out. Mm -hmm. two hours there two hours back or maybe an hour there and three hours back with these heavy barrels from this uh mountaintop or rock that we're standing on can we see them perchance no but as noted last week on the southwestern side of the fort there is an affixed uh spyglass that seems to be looking down into a a cove if you want, I guess you can rip it up and, and look the opposite direction, look towards the northeast. I'm curious if it, I mean, if it's looking at something interesting. So I would just peek through it, I suppose, um, before I before I moved it. But, you know, yeah, just, it's just, just like mist. It's it's going to be looking at something. It'll give us a clue. <laughs> it is exactly like mist. You've cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's very current, very current video game reference for everyone. Mist. <laughs> hey, I get that reference so. Can do so if you're heading over to the spyglass. Make me a perception check. Oh, I don't. I see a beautiful landscape, I'm sure. Well, yeah, it does seem fixed down on what looks like a small cove that even if you were sailing past the western side of Bone Rack Isle, you might be impossible to, to see from, from the ocean. But from up here, you are able to see down into the waters. And it looks like there are a couple of figures splashing around in this, this cove. You're <gasps> not able to make out exactly what they are because, uh, well, I've forgotten about it too, but go ahead and make me a fortitude save, Jabert. Oh. <laughs> You're having real bad rum withdrawals after 24 hours. Oh boy! Without some, uh, 17. Or you're not. You're you're fine actually. Okay. I was now. gonna say, did he like? Did he use a telescope to to check out a a, a gorgon or something? Like make a fortitude <laughs> save. Uh, <laughs> no, but I imagine maybe eyes a little blurry. bleary and yeah. Uh, do, do you want to point this out to everyone else, or does anybody else want to? 
Take uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to turn around and say, uh, I found uh, Rosie Cuswell and that whole party. They're down by the uh, the cove down there. You can see them. Would that match up with, because they said that they were going to go investigate XYZ part of the island. Would, well, they where... first were going to go up on a hillside in the, the northeast, the, the small fist-like protrusion. That probably wouldn't have taken more than an hour or so. So maybe they continued on down that line of the coast. They would have been going on the, the eastern side. It's possible they, in 24 hours, made it all the way around the other side of the island. But, well, anyone can make me a perception check and, and take a peek at what this yeah. Everyone see, Everyone watch them splish and splash around. They look like they're having a great time. We should get our own <laughs> pool party. We do Hilarious. need help with... The barrels in the water now, so that if we could just head directly to them, that would be exactly. Ideal. This is what I'm thinking. Alaris, you're first up here. You've, you've rolled an 18. You can tell this. These are not. Well, one of them is a, uh, is small, like Rosie Cuswell, but these two creatures are are not humanoids. They are small grindylows. These creatures you Hello. fought on the, the deck of the Man's Promise. And uh, as you pass the spyglass around, Tyler, your perception check of 22, you can tell something is off about one of them. Discolored, perhaps. They're they're both not bright blue. One of them seems to be wearing something on its head. A black hat that you recognize as the tricorn of none other than Sandara Quinn. That's totally rosy, right? (laughs) (laughs) She she had a hat. Yeah, she was wearing a hat and everything. Cassius would lower the spyglass and just say, It'd be not rosy, but I think we have found where we need to go. Of course, getting down the mountainside, climbing into what is known as Riptide Cove. That's a tale for another time. And in a, a completely different party, I'm, I prepared for you guys to TPK this week, so you're going to be playing Rosie Cuswell and her gang from here on out. Oh, nice. I'm just kidding. Same party, but different level. You guys will be level three at the time. Yay! We're really close, so I don't feel bad. (laughs) I'm imagining another... Level three. I'm I'm imagining an alternate... um, universe where Cassius is the only one who passed the perception check and he just like, looks at the kid and goes, yeah, it's Rosie, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. Bye. Wait a minute, if he thinks it's Rosie, maybe it's not Rosie. Yeah, the head mm. and everything. You guys have some time before we meet next. Boost up those characters. Third level is massive for me. I don't know about oh. other people's classes, but Oh my lord. Monk, Monk gets like four new features, and that's like not including the feed. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, it's a lot. It's a lot. Third level is overwhelming. Into, I get to turn into a. Well, I'll. Well, if, you thought, if you thought the cat was weird. <laughs> if you thought a cat was cool, <laughs> a pest, a vermin cat, then wait till you see Big Cat. He can turn into a star mole. Yeah. Yeah. He, we will start next week, Step In with some chat about level three, but cut this one a little short just so you guys don't have time before that because some of the challenges and the rest of this adventure path will need you to be at full strength. So it's good that you rested. And we'll get back to this this stockade here, this fort, and where you guys are heading next next time. But until then, thanks for playing with me, everybody. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you.
Patreon subscribers. You've made this possible with your donations to the cause. Um, for better or for worse, thank you so much. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Arr. Ahoy! Because, I... because they're dead and they can't roll them. Oh, oh, well. oh no. no.